Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Christy up. Yeah, come on. Um, I just met Christy this last week, and she's all the way from uh, South Africa. Where are my South Africans? They're not here today. None of them are here. Okay, that's okay. Um, do you want anything else? You need anything else? Great. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. What a privilege to be with you this morning. Hello, hello. As he said, um, I'm South African, so you'll hear the accent quite quickly, I believe. Um, and I'm just quickly, I'm going to invite a couple of my team up. You know who you are. Um, we walked in this building and met Andrew and Caitlin, and I think immediately all fell in love. So um, we, this couple is amazing. Um, is Caitlin at the back? You can relay it to her. Uh, there you are. I thought so. Um, and so it just feels like such a privilege to be here. And I realize that that we come in. I mean, this is the only time we're just kind of a flash in the pan um, into your congregation. And, um, and yet these are the guys that do the day in and day out. And so you'll probably get one of our best messages or our life messages. And yet Andrew's the one that's, that's a week by week just... Um, waiting on the Lord about what what he, he needs to give you and what would, would touch your heart. So we just want to take a minute to honor them because it just feels right. So I've asked some of my guys to come up here and um, yeah, just go ahead. I'll go first, yeah. Yeah, I just want to honor you guys and how you guys steward family here. Um, it was very apparent as soon as we walked through the door, just through hospitality and um, it's a very home, homey feel. You guys just showed us such kindness. And then also I just wanted to honor, one other thing I wanted to honor is how you guys steward this place. Um, one of my favorite things you said is we, our goal is to make sure we have room for the one more. And so I really just want to honor that. So to, I feel like so, so often people try to go after the 100, which is great, but the fact that you're so focused on the one, um, I feel like that's just a great attribute of Jesus. So I just wanted to honor that. Thank you guys for doing that. And I just completely echo what Isaac said. And even when I came in, I felt so, so loved. I feel like this is a place where God actually dwells. Um, I feel like I f when you come in, I feel your obedience to the Lord. I feel your patience with the Lord. And I feel you just pressing in. And I see this church reaping exactly what you've hungered for. And I really feel welcomed here all the way from Asia. I come here and I just feel like I'm at home. So thank you very much for that. I bless you guys. <laughs> God's so kind. Um, yeah, I'm, I think we're going to continue to echo a bunch. I think you're like, I think it's been such a gift to minister to so many churches when we've been in Texas, but it's, I feel like it feels so much more tender to minister to a church. It feels so much more like family, and it feels like such more of an actual gift to be here. And we've, we, I feel like I've got a higher level of honor as I step into the room of like, oh, actually, there's something really special that's happening here. And I have to be very, very, uh, I get cautious is not the right word, but I'm like really like tender towards what I'm doing because I'm like, oh, this is this is actually a really beautiful family that you guys are creating. And uh, even Isaac talking about the one is just so beautiful. And I really felt even sitting in worship, I was like, I feel like you guys steward everything the Lord gives you so, so, so well. Um, even with like your worship team, I'm like, you guys see 
people so beautifully and what they carry and um, I can just see you guys stewarding every single person so well. Like you, like Isaac said, you, like you go for the one really well, but then you also catch the Lord's heart from them so well and steward them so well. So I just feel like the Lord just honoring and celebrating that guys in your life. So you guys are phenomenal leaders and thank you for letting us be here. Such a gift. So good. So true. And I see that Carrie's taking photos now. That is a many, many job woman, <laughs> um, which is so beautiful. But I just want to honor the worship team. Uh, worship was incredible. Um, I've, I've been to a couple churches um, just um, to minister or be a part of it. And um, it's very often in, in small churches that you feel the sincerity of heart behind people. It's a little cheeky comment. But here you have both sincerity of heart and you have excellent musicians. <laughs> Honestly, it's such a gift. Um, you are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. But, um, yeah, Carrie, I didn't catch your husband's name, but, but what, you guys, um, what you guys have stewarded here and cultivated here, it's so beautiful how in line it is with Andrew and Caitlin. But um, I'm like, I, I got my eye on you. You're precious. And... Um, uh, even just really quickly, um, as you are up there, um, your deep history and intimacy with the Lord is so apparent. Um, and I just want to honor that on your life. Um, and I just felt as, as you were worshiping, I just felt the Father say, she's, she's a mother over worshipers. And it might not even look like that in the natural, but what you've cultivated in the depths of intimacy with the Lord, um, I believe that in the spirit, um, it's as if you're a, you're a mother over, over worshippers, even in this region. I don't know if there's any um, like physical representation of that just yet, but um, I, I just want to honor that on your life. Um, it's beautiful, and it so moves his heart. So just, just honor you for that, Carrie. So I know you've just met me, but I was wondering if you'd be okay if I gave you some homework. Is that okay? <laughs> Can you just say, yes, Christy? Yes, yes, Christy. Beautiful. Okay. So here we go. In this next week, you can make it two weeks if you're one of those procrastinators. That's fine. <laughs> I want you to somehow find a way to honor and encourage your senior leaders, okay? So that could look like an email. That could look like a, a text or just coming up to them. I just want to encourage you to honor them because what they've stewarded here, as my team's already said, is just so incredibly beautiful. Um, and it feels like a, really, a real treasure to be a part of this community. So is that okay? Homework for you? Beautiful. I'm getting lots of nods. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, team, I'm going to invite all of you up really quickly. So I have a powerful team, a powerful team of ministers. You can, you can applaud them. That's beautiful. So good. So, um, so we are from Bethel Church in Redding, California. Guys, if you want to slot on down, you can do that. That would be great. Um. And so at Bethel in Reading, we have a school of ministry. It's called BSSM, or the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And we have students that come from all across the world, all across the states, and from every age group. And I get the privilege of being a revival group pastor at Bethel, um, at BSSM. So what that looks like is that in the first year environment, I walk through about 65 students through their first year of BSSM. Um, and just they have radical transformation and experience the love of Jesus. 
And so um, we have, it's up to three years that you can do the school. So we have first, second, and third year. And in your third year, you do more of an internship type style where you are helping the revival group pastor or someone else in a ministry role to just um, add strength and, and help pastor the students. So I have first, second, and third years here with me today. And they are powerful, as I said. And so what I just, uh, we're going to just create a little bit of time for, um, for some prophetic ministry. Um, and so we are just going to partner with the Father and His heart over your lives. Um, and so I want to encourage you, if, if you are called out um, and given a prophetic word, I want to encourage you to stand up. And if you can, record it on your phone. Uh, it'll just be great so that in the midst of all this that you're trying to receive, you get to re-listen to it later and really just feast on, um, on what was spoken over you. Okay, does that sound good? Beautiful. You are sitting on the edge. Yes, yes. Um, if you wouldn't mind just standing up. What's your name? Devin. Devin. I'm Liz. Um, yeah, I just couldn't stop like looking over at you during worship. You're so highlighted to me. Um, and I just saw this picture of like prison doors, and there were people in prison and you were setting them free, like, as you talked about Jesus. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe it is actual physical prison of you, like, telling people about Jesus in prison and seeing them become free. Yeah, but I also think that there's a creativity on your life. And I feel like it's in writing. So I think as, I think, yeah, I just think there's a writing gift on your life and through you also writing, you're also going to set people free. So, yeah, I just bless you, Devin, and I'm excited for what the Lord has for you. Hey, Devin, you can remain standing because I have a word for you, too. <laughs> um, I'm Samuel from Germany. That's my thick accent from. Um, yeah, I saw just like I saw a big wooden door and someone knocking at it, and I really believe that it's God knocking at the door. And it might be like a, it might be a silent knock right now, but it's going to be a punch, and it's going to be so light, lo loud in your head that you can't, like you have to hear it, and you have to make a decision: do I open the door or um, is it remain closed? And um, I also see when, like when you actually open the door. Um, I got the picture of, do you know the movie Forrest Gump? When he's like, he has like this weird things on his legs and he's walking like this. <laughs> and then um, those bullies from school are uh, starting to chasing him down the road. And he's starting, like his friend is um, shouting, run Forrest, run. And then he's starting to run and like suddenly all the shackles fall off of his knees and he starts running and like, he's not stopping. He's running for 10 years or something. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that's for you. And then I have a word for you. What's your name? Trifina. I just see you carry a holy hunger and God's, God wants to give you holy satisfaction because of your hunger. Yeah. Yeah, so I bless you with that. Don't stop hungering. He will satisfy your hunger. Yeah. 
And then you two, I think you are siblings. Would you stand up? <laughs> What are your names? Hi. Um, <laughs> I really think that God is on the unity of you both. Like he wants to, he wants to create something um, with you two. Like you two working together, you will build something up. I don't know if it's going to be a ministry, a business or something. And then also your mother and father, um, I think you two are the parents. Um, I really see the word unity all over your family. If you work together and if you pull close as a family, you will be unstoppable. Yeah, I'll stop now. <laughs> um, you, can, you can keep standing. Can I ask you to stand up too? Um, the parents, what are your names? Jamie and Wayne. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, when I saw you, I was standing a couple like minutes behind you. First of all, I love your hair, guys. <laughs> I love Gingerhead, it's so beautiful. And I actually want to jump on what he said. I got a picture for all of you. You were standing in a circle holding hands and just praying together. And when he said unity, and, and I just felt like the Lord is coming in a new way of in intimacy into your life as a family and just bringing you closer together. And I just heard him saying, don't worry about the future. Don't worry about the present. And also, like, I heard him to bless your finances. Don't worry about your finances. I got you, I got you, I got you. So I bless you as a family. I bless your siblings. Also, like when he said, there's something so beautiful in the two of you. And yeah, I just bless your family. Yeah. You, you can stand up because I feel something too. Um, it's, yeah, I feel like the Lord's going to, as a family as a whole, he's going to come in and refresh you guys. I see you guys holding hands and walking along the beach of a coast. And a cool breeze comes and it blows over you. And I feel like you guys, you guys are stepping to a season of rest. And I really feel that the light of the Lord, especially, I forgot your name, the little kid right there. What's your name? Dylan, I feel the Lord on you. I really feel him highlighting you. And I feel like you weep under the power of the Lord sometimes. And I want to let you know, he's, he, yes, you have the fear of the Lord, but he comes and he's a kind God. And he's going to come in a gentle place and a tender place. And I feel like you're going to get invited into the Garden of Eden where he's going to walk alongside you and he's going to talk to you in intimacy. And I want to let you know, if when you feel the Lord, just invite him in. Don't be scared of it. He really, really delights in you. Wow, he loves you, Dylan. <laughs> um, you, sir, the worship leader, would you, would you come forward a little bit so we can see you? What's your name? Andrew. I just want um, to say that I've, I've gotten to see a lot of the greats in, in you know, just getting so privileged to, to be in some places. The intimacy that you carry with the Lord is just outrageous. There's so little performance in you when you're up there. And I just want you to know that's very rare. And I just want you to know that you were made for much bigger stages. God's going to promote you. He's going to honor you because what you've done in secret, he's going to make public. So would you just hold your hands out? So, Father, right now, I just ask you to release something new to Andrew, a new anointing, a new level, God. Holy Ghost, come. I just ask you just to release right now something new over him in Jesus' name. I pray that you would answer the secret cry of his heart, that, that intimacy that he craves, God, with you, God. I just pray that you would show up and, and do something generational in his life, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bless you.
Yeah, Andrew, the Lord is just so on you, bro. Even as during worship, the, I, I second everything Chris just said. The intimacy you carry and the tenderness you have towards him is so, so beautiful. Um, and I actually, I actually, as I was watching you during worship, I heard him say there's levels of encounter coming to you that's actually going to open up uh, how you see music and how you see music notes even. And I, and I, I saw you going into uh, almost like having, having visions and dreams of uh, like sounds and music notes that you're like, I don't know where that came from and I don't know how to play it. But I see, almost see as you start, started to worship, things just started to come out and you're like, I don't know if that's a chord or not, but you just sort of started playing stuff and it started to un- unlock stuff. Um, yeah, so bless you, man. Actually, can you just keep your hands out? Father, so we just bless Andrew. Yeah. And even right now, I, I, I see the Father laying his hand on your spirit. So, Father, right now, we just ask for a deeper unlocking of Andrew's spirit to hear your voice deeper. Yes, right now, Father. Thank you, God. Increase on Andrew right now in the name of Jesus. Um, Colin? Yeah, Colin, you? Yep. Um, there's power on your life. I actually feel like maybe to lay hands on Andrew at some point, even now. But as I just prophesy over you as well, Colin, yeah. Colin the caterpillar is what I heard, but um, (laughs) I feel like you've been eating for such a long time. You've been um, feasting on the Lord for such a long time, but I actually feel like you're moving into a season of becoming a butterfly. It's time to get out of the cocoon. Yeah. Oh, and that you're such a great husband. The pressure's off. Jesus. Yeah, and everything, like, you you may feel like you have, um, so like with a caterpillar, the butterfly was already, already there. And I'm just going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you that from the beginning of time, from the beginning of time, you called him. You called him to be a man of power, and we release him today. We release the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that you are infilling him from the inside and the outside, that you infill him from the inside and the outside. So just pray, God. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We say today is the day where you fly, Colin, that you are cageless, that you can fly, that you are someone that's stewarded the behind the scenes so well, but it's time to become out of hiding, out of hiding, out of hiding, out of hiding, that you were born to be a light, that you were born to be powerful. So I just bless you, and I bless your marriage, and I bless the children on your life. I thank you for your wife. And I thank you for the call in your lives to raise up children. Yeah, from many nations, from many nations, from many nations, from many nations. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for calling. Thank you that you see him. You see him and you call him out of hiding. Yeah, um, I think this might be for you, Colin, but is there a Jesse in here? No, okay, I thought it was for you. So I, I just, you were the first person I saw when I walked in, and um, just in this time, I was getting the word Jesse's rod. Um, and I was looking up, and Jesse was the father of the most famous king in the Old Testament, David. And I feel that over you, like, 
you're raising up kings and you are royalty, but there's something about the next generation as well. Um, and we just spent time with your wife and the kids, and she's a powerful, powerful woman, and there's no doubt that the Lord's brought you two together. And um, Aaron's rod came to mind, um, and it's really interesting. Aaron's rod was used, obviously, to swallow the other rods. And so Aaron's rod was like a weapon in the Lord's hand, and you're such a weapon for the Lord, um, a supernatural weapon. Um, but what really struck me was that when it was put in... Um, in the testimony, um, I'll just read it. Um, it sprouted and put forth buds, had produced blossoms and yielded ripe almonds. And it's this thing of like, you've got new growth, you've got mature growth and you've got fruit. And I think, I know that you've got a life that you're always going to be fruitful. There's always going to be something sprouting and there's always going to be something in maturity. And this thing of ongoing fruit but also sprouting in the same season. So I just bless you. I just bless the generations to come from you. I just bless the royalty on your, on your family, on your marriage. Um, but I also bless the new, the new sprouts coming up right now. Um, you're so fruitful, but you are sprouting new life as well. So just bless you guys. Hi. Um, my name is Brianna. Um, <clears throat> while we were in the meeting with you guys, um, I just saw <clears throat> like a pink light go across and already felt before even coming in here that like this is a place that just carries the tangible love of God. And it was crazy that like all of our worship today was just about receiving his love and how y'all's motto is the future is family. And uh, God was really just like, uh, revival literally happens in family. And so what is being cultivated and going after the one and family, I really just see him breathing on that so much. And then I was like looking up the verse, like his perfect love cast out fear. And I really believe that this is a place where people come in and they really are set free and healed and um, just become a whole person in him. Um, because y'all radically love people so well and accept people. And yeah, I just, this is a place of his love. And I'm so glad that I got to feel that today. But um, also, did you want to, yeah, go ahead. Um, when we were driving here, I asked the Lord for some pictures for the church. And I saw in my spirit a ballroom, like where, where a material was hanging from the center off to the sides. And when I came in here, I was like, what? That like looks kind of similar for what I saw. And then I saw the, the scene of um, the beauty and the beast where the beauty was coming down the stairs and receiving her groom or meeting her beast, but um, whatever. <laughs> but it's Jesus. Um, and I just felt like this, there's a season ahead of you as a church where you really like will meet Jesus as your groom. And I, I really felt like this, this hug, like when you, when you hug your husband and you feel so safe and you're like, yes, I'm home, I'm, I have it, I have it. And that's what I felt for you as a church, like you will enter and, and, and wait for, like uh, we'll go down the stairs and your husband will be there waiting for you and it felt, will feel, well, sorry, and it will feel so safe and so close. So I just bless you with this deep place of intimacy with Jesus in a greater and deeper level you haven't experienced before yes you got a question 
Yeah, I felt like the Lord gave me a corporate word as well um, in worship. Um, oh, firstly, I just want to honour the culture um, that you have just cultivated here. It is so powerful. It is so precious. You can just feel as soon as you walk into the room just the intimacy, the rawness, the authenticity of the Father, and it's just so precious. And you can just feel it. as soon as you walk into the room, you're just like, whoa, this is just so real and raw, and I love it. Um, yeah, I felt like the Lord actually gave me an interesting picture. He gave me a, a picture of like a carnival ride. You know the one that is like, it, it's like the cars are on chains, and then as it starts spinning, it goes like it, they fly out on the sides. And I just felt like the Lord was saying um, that this church is actually a portal for the Spirit of God. And when it, the carnival, like, is it, like it starts to pick up, and there's just momentum and momentum, and it just keeps like spinning and spinning and just the cars fly, people are in the cars, they fly out and I actually saw people like flying out of the cars and so they were like flying out of the cars and being sent and I felt like I saw a line at the front of the carnival and it was just chockers, like it was just like people after people after people just wanting to come into this place because it is a portal of the Holy Ghost and so I feel like there's something on your lives like discipling people people and sending them out and I felt like they were going far they were going far and wide and these people are being they're just being completely transformed by the love and the power of God and the authenticity and healing they're knowing who they are because you just represent exactly who we are in Christ here you can just feel that and that you're so passionate about people being healthy and creating healthy family and so I just see you there's a mantle on your lives to build people up and then to send them out and as you just keep cultivating the port is like this portal is just like getting like more and more momentum and I just see a real influx of people coming and leaving and coming and leaving and coming and leaving so thank you God I just bless you <laughs> um, yeah I also have a corporate word, word for you guys um, when I was standing back there in worship it was like I was um, you know when it's morning and like the fog is hovering over over the ground And it reminded me on the Bible verse where the Spirit was hovering over the water. And I felt like, I always imagined the Spirit was hovering over the, over the water. And then God said, like, um, trees grow, grass grow. But in this moment, like, I saw, I saw the Spirit hovering over the water. And then he said, mountains grow. And I just imagined how much power it must have um, taken to, for a mountain to grow. Like, he put it out of the ground. And the Holy Spirit um, was just, like, setting free so much power. And I feel like you are like on an edge, like spirit is already hovering all over the place. And like he's about to raise mountains up and there's going to be so much power set free in this place, in this church. Yeah. Um, my name's Leah. I'm from Australia. Um, the two beautiful young ladies in the front row here were highlighted to me. You two. Are you able to stand? What are your names? Jada and Zoe. Um, so, Zoe, uh, I just was like hearing the word of you, um, honey, and I just felt like the Lord was saying that you are so sweet to him, like you're sweet like honey, that every time he thinks about you and um, looks at you, he, there's just so much sweetness um, about that. And I don't know, are you someone who likes to read books? Like, do you like to read fiction or anything? No, that's okay. I was just seeing that 
um, about your imagination, and I didn't know if it was linked to like reading and that kind of thing, but I think that you have a really beautiful imagination, and the Lord was just saying that he really loves your mind and how it works, and um, that it's just really precious to him, and, and he sees that about you, and um, and another thing he was telling me is that you are created for deep, deep intimacy with Jesus, and I just saw that you just going, like having these moments of just going away with him and just spending so many, like so much time with him and um, just developing this beautiful, deep, intimate relationship with him. And and if it's something that maybe, I don't know if you're doing it now or if you haven't stepped into it yet, but just know that that invitation is there from him and that he really, really loves you and loves to spend time with you. And then for you, um, I was just hearing the words like, that you're getting an upgrade of hope and joy in your life. And um, I feel like the Lord was saying that it's time for you to start dreaming and that he was really just wanting you to start dreaming about, like, your future and to have hope about it. And I feel like he was saying, yeah, dream big, dream big, because he wants you to have an amazing future. And, yeah, he's wanting to partner with you in that. And so I just want to encourage you to even just ask him questions and just to, to put some time aside to start dreaming into what your future can look like and, and the things that you're wanting in life. Yeah, is there a Rachel? Rachel, yeah. I'm excited to meet you. I, uh, I actually, they were asking us for words of knowledge before we came on the trip and Rachel was the only word I got and I haven't met a Rachel yet. So I've been praying for you for a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. You can, ask, you can ask Paul. I wrote you down in my notebook. Yeah. Um, I just, I genuinely felt like I was just supposed to remind you of how the Lord sees you. Um, yeah, I just, I just so feel the Lord's heart for you. And um, I genuinely, I just felt honestly to tell you that he thinks you're so beautiful. And that he, he view, just like to, to bless you with a fresh perspective to view yourself through the lens of Christ. And then I honestly felt to apologize on behalf of any man that's made you doubt. Um, how you see yourself or if they've changed your opinion of yourself in any way. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to bless you with that. And then the two young, or just straight up men over here. Um, yeah, two on the corner. What's your names? What was that? Daniel and Jaden. Yeah, I just, I couldn't like, kind of like Liz, I couldn't stop looking at you guys during worship. I hope it wasn't weird. Um, yeah, but I just really felt like you guys have such sincere, tender hearts for the Lord, like in his presence. And I just really want to bless that and just pray protection over that. Um, and I just really, honestly, I'm just going to say what I feel like, like in life, like we, we, we mess up, but don't ever label yourself a hypocrite or don't ever let anybody else label yourself a hypocrite. It's just growing up as part of it. Like I mess up all the time. And so you guys are sincere pursuers of the Lord. Like what you guys carry is so sweet and so tender, man. And so just bless you guys, man. Yeah, so the girl with the stars on her jumper. What's your name, sorry? Destiny. So I was really... <laughs> the stars on your sweater have been so highlighted to me. And I just see how when people go outside at night and they're just like, wow, look at the stars. And they're just totally captivated by them. I just feel like that's how the father sees you. He's just reminding you of, wow, Destiny, I am so captivated by you. I can't take my eyes off of you. And just look how bright you shine. And also just how 
stars obviously shine at night and in the darkness and I just feel like you are the light in the darkness and you shine so brightly for him and he's going to send you out into the darkest places because you are the light and people are drawn to you and all that you carry. So I bless you with that. We could keep going. <laughs> I'm just aware of the time. So I, my team has a couple more words. So just at the, t at the end, guys, if you could find those people, um, that would be wonderful. I just quickly want to call out, love, you're, at the, you're right there. I'm pointing at you. You're, it looks like you're next to your dad. What's your name? Would you mind standing up for me? Kylie. Oh, my cousin's name's Kylie. Um, you're just so lovely. Um, I saw I saw you through worship, and I just I just feel the Father saying, "I'm so proud of her." Like He's so proud of you. And I'm gonna say a little bit more, but I think that's the the main thing is He's just saying, "I'm so proud of Kylie." I feel like there's times that you you have you wanted to know more about Him, or you wanted to know Him more, and and. I see you in your bedroom, maybe with your Bible or something, just like saying, Jesus, I want to know you. And I just, I just want to honor that. Um, and I want to let you know that you loving Jesus like crazy is not crazy. And even if it doesn't make sense to any of your friends, or even if they think you should be doing something else, um, I, just, I just want you to remember how proud, how proud the Father is over you. And, and if you choose to give him uh, your life and give him your time and give him whatever it is above anything else others are, are thinking you should, um, you're going to have a beautiful life. And I also, one other thing, along with him being so incredibly proud of you, I feel him inviting you into a lot of fun when it comes to having relationship with him that he's, he's tearing up the rules or the checklist of what a relationship looks like with him. And he's saying, Kylie, let me show you how to have a lot of fun with me. Okay? So I bless you, sweetie. You're incredible. Oh, my goodness. Beautiful. Well, team, you're amazing. Good job. <laughs> you hear the Lord. <laughs> Beautiful. Also, it was just so wonderful watching as, as all of you responded as family to when part of your family was being blessed. Like I saw so many phones out and like tears and it was just, just I mean, to reiterate just what you guys have cultivated here. It's so apparent. It's so genuine. It's so authentic. You guys truly love one another and it's just such a gift. Um, What's probably also going to happen is I'm going to have my team come up at the end and um, once we kind of close out the service. And if you haven't gotten a prophetic word, please come and get one. They, they are so eager to minister. And part of the reason why they, they almost couldn't stop prophesying is that we can sense the hunger in the room. And it's so beautiful because your hearts are open to receive. And because of that and out of that place, the prophetic flows even more. So I just want to even honor you for that in and of itself. So I'm going to talk to you for just a couple minutes. Um, I'm going to talk to you about my most favorite thing ever, and that is intimacy with the Lord. And after that worship set we just had, I think I might be preaching to the choir. 
<laughs> which is so totally fine. Um, I've, I've known the Lord my whole life. I have an incredible privilege of um, having been brought up in a Christian home. My dad's a pastor, um, and so I'm a proud PK, um, and just have, have truly had relationship with Jesus for as long as I can remember. I don't know a day without the Lord, which I'm so grateful for. And yet, um, whenever anyone speaks about intimacy with Him, I, regardless of how many times I've heard it or how long I've been in relationship with Him, it just makes me hungry for more of Him and greater connection with Him. So even though this morning, as I feel like I'm talking to the choir, um, I believe that there's going to be an upgrade or um, an even greater invitation to increase connection with the Lord. Is that okay? Okay, beautiful. So one of the first things that I love about intimacy with the Lord, and when I say intimacy, think connection, think relationship, whatever, whatever word you want to fill in there for it to make most sense to you, um, feel free to put that in. Um, but when I think about that, I, what first wrecks me is that how it was his idea all along. Before, before we ever wanted it, before we ever hoped for it, um, as in John 4, verse 17, 16, it says, I have the wrong one, hold on. We love because he first loved us. 1 John 4. And I love that that's what he says. He simply says, it's such a short sentence and it's life-changing. We love because he first loved us. And then in Ephesians, Ephesians is one of my favorite books of the Bible. In Ephesians 1 verse 4, it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, not in, not in um, need or not in, um, out of frustration or bother, but rather in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In accordance, this is so good, right? Again, not in um, because we had, he had to make it happen or um, he needed busy bodies to get work done, but in love, he predestined us into sonship. And after that, it says, comma, in accordance with his pleasure and will. That always, that always gets me. Because I think so often, oh, Jesus, I need to, I need to make sure I keep my, um, my end of the quota in our relationship good. I need to make sure I'm doing enough. I need to make sure I'm checking enough boxes. I'm reading my Bible enough. I'm, I'm loving people enough. I'm whatever it might be that, that as Christians we, we put in a list as to what it looks like to prove that we love the Lord or prove that we are even worthy of his love. That's more of my, my story. And yet it speaks about how it's in accordance with his pleasure that he predestined us to sonship. So it's in accordance with his pleasure that he said, you are my son, you are my daughter. It's delight that created that equation. I don't know about you, but I really love that. <laughs> it takes so much pressure off. So he was the one that initiates. He is the initiator. He is the pursuer. 
and we get to receive. And I'm sure you've experienced this in, in friendship or human relationship. When you receive, you can't help but return. And I think that that was his intention all along of saying, when you are lavished with my love, it won't be a checklist or something you have to tick off your to-do list to love me back, but because you'll realize how, how crazy I am about you, how captivated I am by you, that you'll simply return and love me because I'm just too good. <laughs> you know? Oh, Jesus. As I, as I mentioned super briefly, how I, part of my story is basically questioning my worth of if I'm worthy to receive the love of the Lord. Um, not, not because of crazy sin, but because I wasn't perfect. <laughs> I didn't have it all together. I had weaknesses. I have weaknesses. I um, didn't always have, I don't always have the best attitude. I... I don't always have the perfect pastoral response when I should, or um, I I deal with I deal with pain and I have pain and um, and I think especially because of my background of having grown up in a Christian home, often I wanted to say, well, God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Christy, snap out of it. And yet the Father has taught me as I've gone on this journey with Him that our humanity, our weakness, our pain, our insecurities, our shortcomings, our, our bad days, our, our bad attitudes, whatever it might be, our humanity draws, draws him to us. It doesn't push him away. In Romans 8.38, it speaks about how absolutely nothing, neither life nor death nor angels nor demons, absolutely nothing, can separate us from the love of God. And I think for a long time, I put in, well, my shame or my bad attitude or my not reading my Bible enough or whatever, fill in the blank for whatever a disqualifier that we might put on him or put on in, in separation between us um, would be. And, and yet the Father said, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And there is, there is a statement that I live my life by. Uh, one of my mentors from, um, from Bethel, my, one of my spiritual dads, uh, Ben Wilson, makes a statement that everything is an invitation to intimacy. Everything is an invitation to intimacy. And my heart's desire would be that you would walk out that door today and remember that statement that absolutely everything is an invitation to intimacy. So my best day is an invitation to intimacy with Jesus. My frustration or my trigger in a moment is an invitation to intimacy with Jesus. My, my disappointment or my hurt is an invitation to intimacy with Jesus. Absolutely nothing you do or say is going to separate you from his love. And so I, I look at my life through that lens, that absolutely everything is an invitation to intimacy. So if I'm, I'm having a challenge with uh, someone I'm on team with or someone, um, one of my students, instead of backing away, 
I say, Jesus, what are you saying right now? And do you know that even in the challenge, even in the midst of the pain, he, he never says, uh, I'll give you five minutes, sort out your attitude, and then I'm coming back and we'll talk. Okay? Never. I thought, I was like, if he did that to me, I'd be like, okay, justified. Give me a minute. Like, let me work on it. Like, he never says that. He never says, you're too messy right now, or you're too broken, or you've had this issue going on in your life for too many years. I'm over it. You get it sorted out yourself. No. That's not what he's like. Oh, the love of God. His love that is so extravagant, that is far better than we could ever hope or imagine. He rushes in right there. He rushes into the pain. He rushes into the, to the anger even. I didn't think I was allowed to be angry at God or angry at all. I, I had shrunk my emotions to... I can be grateful and happy, and that's okay. <laughs> but do you know that he actually meets us in our anger? Because when we allow ourselves to get honest with him, and we say, Jesus, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm f- what I'm feeling. He, he gets to rush in right there. If we say, I'm not good enough for your love just yet. Hold on, let me get it sorted. We don't give him permission to affect our hearts. We don't give him permission to come and heal and set us free. Is that making sense? Beautiful. My favorite psalm is Psalm 139. I just, I literally have on top here, it says undone. Because <laughs> whenever I read this, this psalm, I'm just undone by the goodness and the kindness of the Lord. His kindness is one of my absolutely favorite attributes of who he is and his nature. I love that it speaks about how, oh, you created me in my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Do you know that his thoughts towards us are good thoughts? How in Jeremiah 29, 11, it speaks about how his thoughts towards us are full of hope. One day I was, I was chatting to the Lord. I think I was, I was in an encounter. I was lying down on my back. And I just felt him show me a sky full of crazy, incredible stars. And I was like, these are amazing. And he's like, Christy, these are my thoughts towards you. My thoughts of life, my thoughts of love towards you. And I was like, this is amazing, God. And then I was like, where's the corner of the bad thoughts? I literally thought that. I was like, okay, well, where's the corner of the reprimanding or the frustration with me or the anger? And he was like, never, not one, not one. And it's so crazy. It makes no sense to our human brains, but it's true. His thoughts towards you are good, and they're chasing you down. Him as pursuer, he's chasing you down. I'm going to invite my amazing third year, Leah Tanley, up. And Leah's just going to share for a couple minutes. She has an incredible revelation of, of how her humanity 
is met by the love of the Father. So I'm just going to give her a couple minutes to share. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to jump on, yeah, what Christy was talking about and share about how the Lord loves our humanity and how he meets us in our weaknesses. And I wanted to read from uh, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 to 10. In, the fir- in this first part, the Lord is speaking to Paul. And he says, my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. Wow. The Lord's power finds his full expression through our weakness. I think that's just amazing. And um, in the next part, Paul is speaking and he says, So I will celebrate my weaknesses. For when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I'm not defeated by my weakness, but I'm delighted. For my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. He's not afraid of our weaknesses. He's not put off by it at all. And he never allows it to disqualify us because he's the one who qualifies us. Um, I felt like the Lord said that he wanted me to highlight a few people in the Bible to remind you that they are not perfect. And yet despite that, he moved through them powerfully and mightily and he touched them with intimacy so Jacob he was a cheater he stole his brother's birthright Peter one of Jesus beloved disciples he had a bit of a temper and he also denied Jesus three times Noah he got drunk He was so overcome by wine that he was found naked. King David, the man after God's own heart, he had an affair with a married woman and then out of his guilt and his shame, he had her husband murdered. Jonah, he ran away from God and was disobedient. Gideon, he was insecure and he lacked courage. Martha, she partnered with stress and worry. Thomas, he was a doubter. Sarah, she was impatient and she didn't have faith. Moses, he had a stutter. Zacchaeus, he was short. (laughs) Abraham, he was old. Elijah was depressed, and Lazarus was dead. (laughs) All these people that I just mentioned, they all experienced having moments of weakness. They didn't feel good enough. They didn't feel qualified. They fell short 
they sinned. And yet he met them in their weakness and he still moved through them mightily and powerfully. Yeah. Many, many times in my life, and especially this last year, I've just had so many moments of feeling weak, of feeling even in my body tired and run down, feeling like I don't have a lot left to give, like I'm kind of running on empty sometimes. And, you know, in, in that as well, I've just made a lot of mistakes along the way. And, but he was telling me even yesterday during worship when we were at a conference, I just kept seeing him actually writing in the air to me. He was like, Leah, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. Like there's always more than enough for you. Like he's so kind. Like as Christy said, she loves the Lord's kindness. That's one of my favorite attributes of the Lord is his kindness. And he doesn't look at our weaknesses and be like, ugh. Like he's not like put off by them or disgusted by them. But he actually like grabs us and pulls us close to him, which is just beautiful. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was feeling a little sick and I had taken the whole week off school and I was at home and I basically didn't leave my bedroom for a whole week. I was just in my room, just resting and sleeping. And towards the end of the week, I was starting to get a little stir crazy and needed to get out of the house. So I just drove to a nearby park and I just took a little picnic blanket and I just needed some sunshine for a little bit. And I, I put the picnic blanket um, under the tree. And I was just lying down looking up at this tree. And I just kind of was feeling really disappointed in myself because I was like, oh, Lord, like I have not stewarded my time well this week. Like I haven't uh, prioritized spending time with you. I've just been sleeping or I've just been resting or watching movies and I'm like oh I don't even think I've read my bible or even like you know spent a lot of time and I was having these feelings of just shame calm or just disappointment in how I had used my time and he was like hey Leah he was like do you see this tree that you're lying under and I was like yes Lord and he was like look at all the leaves on the tree and at the moment in Reading like all the trees are kind of like just blooming and there's like so many leaves on them and I was like okay like what about the leaves Lord and he was like every single leaf on this tree represents another chance for you and he was like and by the time you've used all of those chances the tree would have produced more leaves and then he was like hey can you sit up for a moment so I sat up and he was like, look at all those trees. And there was just trees everywhere because I was outside in a park. And he was like, they're your backup trees. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, Jesus. Like his grace and his kindness is so beautiful. And here I was being like, oh, like he's going to be upset with me because, or, you know, like you can have those thoughts of you're not feeling good enough or not feeling worthy or just knowing that he deserved like more of your time or more of your love and affection and instead of, like, him being upset with me, he just, like, met me in love. And um, I had another story of when I was in school last year. I, again, was just going through uh, a couple of hard weeks where just physically I was feeling so drained and tired and exhausted and 
just even emotionally as well. And I remember being at school, and it was during a, a worship a worship time, and I I literally felt like I couldn't even barely hold my hands up to worship. Like I felt like I was running on empty, and I just sat down in my chair with just these silent tears rolling down my cheeks, and I was just like, Jesus. I'm so sorry. I was like, you deserve so much more than what I'm giving you in this moment. Like, you are so worthy. And I was, again, just kind of feeling really disappointed in myself that I couldn't, like, muster up, like, the energy and the strength to, to, to worship my king in that moment. And as I was sitting there with my eyes closed, with tears rolling down my cheeks, I felt someone come up behind me and they put their hands on my shoulders and I couldn't even in that moment like turn around and see who it was because that's how like just exhausted I was feeling. And this person, I couldn't hear what they were saying, but I knew that they were praying for me. And then all of a sudden she leant down beside my ear and whispered, the Lord told me to come over and tell you that what you're doing right now is worship to him and that he sees your heart and you are releasing such a beautiful fragrance to him. And he is absolutely so delighted by you right now. And you are moving and touching his heart. And I was just like, whoa, like just like bawling. Because I was just, I felt like I was doing nothing. Like I was giving him nothing. And he was like, hey, that you, what you're doing is perfect right now. And I love you and I see your heart. And some of my most beautiful encounters with the Lord have been in moments of my weakness when I've come to him with nothing in my hands and he was like, hey, that's perfect. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take you because you are so worthy to me, even if you have nothing to offer, nothing to bring to the table. And I just, I just think that that's amazing. So I just wanted to encourage you guys today, like if you're feeling weak or if you're, you have moments of weakness in your life, just to remember like that that's so okay and that the Lord, he just loves your humanity and he loves you so deeply and so purely. And yeah, so thanks guys. Beautiful. Isn't she amazing? <laughs> So, I just, would you go ahead and close your eyes for me? Wonderful. Even as, as Leah was talking, I was, I was hearing the lie, well, um, I'm not going through a hard season, I should be fine. Or... Uh, they're, they're having a harder time than I am, so why don't I have it more together? Or um, I've already been through this. This is really frustrating. Why am I here again? And I just feel the Father saying, my, my love settles it all. And so I just want you, as your eyes cl are closed, to take a, take a couple seconds and just ask the Lord, is there anything right now that I'm using to disqualify myself from receiving your love. And my team, if you want to just stand up and minister around the room, that'd be great.
asking, Lord, is there anything that is, is keeping your love at bay in my life? And if he brings anything to mind, I just want you to ask him, Father, what do you think about that? you to ask him to to simply show you how he's going to radically love you and destroy any disconnection destroy any divide Jesus, we invite your radical love in to come and destroy any disqualifier or any separator. Jesus, I thank you that your love and intimacy is the foundation of everything. That's the only thing that will stand forever. I thank you that from that place, sonship is established. I just pray, Lord, that your love would rush in Rush in, Jesus. Rush in with your incredible love. Rush in, Father. I see the Lord just coming and, and with a simple breath, blowing away the, the disqualification. He's not even saying, this is going to take a while. I need to take a sledgehammer to this. With one simple breath, he blows away disqualification. Like with one simple statement, he created the earth. With one simple breath, he blows away disqualification. So we let love in. We let love in. We let love in today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, the delight of a good God, the delight of a righteous king that is over your life, that's over this body. I just feel like he's saying that he's not disappointed in you. And if there's some of you that even have like different sins that you've had in your past or just things that have happened in the past. I feel like he's saying, don't try and hide those from him. Like don't feel like you need to partner with with shame 
or guilt over those things, but just to bring them before him. And he's going to meet you in love and kindness. He's not angry at you. He's not disappointed in you. It doesn't matter what you've done. Yeah, he just loves you so much. And as Christy was saying before and reading that scripture, like there is nothing that can separate you from his love. There's absolutely nothing. So don't allow anything in your life to separate you from experiencing his love. keep receiving the love of a father that's never, ever, 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 ever going to run out, that isn't hot one day and cold the next, that isn't conditional, that isn't based on what you can or can't do for him, but the unconditional, wild love of a father who's pursuing you and chasing you down. I even just feel that that right now in the room, the Lord is exchanging heaviness for love, that he's exchanging disqualification for renewed love. And he will meet you in the middle of your process. He'll meet you in the middle of your mess. But I just feel the great exchange happening. And it's not out of a burden or a bother or a, I guess I need to do this for you. But it's his radical delight that is coming in exchange today. Give me your rags and I'll give you a robe. That's what I feel him saying. Give me your rags and I'll give you a robe. recently God has been showing me that my identity is as his daughter and that I don't have to be afraid because my daddy made the entire world and he sees me and he knows me and he loves me and there's nothing that I can do to make him angry. So yeah, I just bless this room with a fresh revelation 
to know that you are sons and daughters of the God who created everything and everyone, but still knows your name. So yeah, thank you, Daddy. Beautiful. So keep receiving if you are. Oh, I see people getting touched by the love of the Father. And that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your covering of radical love. And I pray, Lord, that as we go into this week, that we would remember that everything is an invitation to intimacy with you. That absolutely everything. We silence any disqualifier and we give you permission, Jesus, to wreck us with your love. We give you permission to come and invade. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that everything is an invitation to simply greater connection with you. And we choose to say yes to that invitation today and every day. Thanks, Jesus. So I'm going to invite my team up to come and prophesy. If anyone wants to receive ministry or, or prophetic words, um, as I said, they're hungry and eager to do that. But um, Caitlin and Andrew just want to thank you guys. What a gift to have been with you this morning. Um, yeah, you have a precious, precious church.